Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear! And it is long-awaited, for me anyway, because I, you know, we only did a podcast yesterday. Uh, Arizona versus Oregon State preview. The preview podcast for this Saturday's game. Let's see how many innuendos we can get while previewing the Beavers. We're very mature around here. Yeah, no, I and don't. we take it very seriously that their mascot is a beaver. Yeah, we're not going to have because everybody knows that Wildcats love beaver. Yeah, we're not going to have any innuendos. I'm very serious. <laughs> Shelby's going to be the immature one today. <laughs> but first, Shelby. Oh, but first, we have a message from our sponsors, Homefield Apparel. You know what? You can use to cover up your love for beavers. What is that, babe? Or when it's cold outside, when you're watching the beavers play. What? A bomber jacket from Home Field Apparel. They just Home came Field out with Apparel. Them. It's awesome. I ordered Shelby's yesterday. I got it. I'm going to get it. I'm so excited. I don't know when, but we're going to get it because they said there's very high demand. So make sure you get them before they sell out. Uh, first order, Wildcat Scoop 23, code word 15% off. Get it done. By the way, they have a lot more Arizona stuff if uh, you're not into the bomber jacket thing. A lot of cool shirts, a lot of licensing that uh, Homefield is able to get. Do Take advantage think, now. Do you think you can use the uh, Wildcat code for your beaver? Yeah. For your fans of the beavers? Okay, you know what, Shelby? I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just wondering. You're going to get us banned. Okay? <laughs> you need to calm down. I didn't say Once anything. Once again, I am the beacon of maturity in not, this relationship. you know, important to say out loud. People have always said that I'm the more mature of the two, and I think people are finding that out. Tonight. I don't think so. Uh, I don't know. Uh, most people. That's people are saying. Mm, okay. Are saying. Anyway, thank you to Homefield Apparel. Moving on now to our preview. Are you ready, sir? Shelby, I'm always ready. Okay. I spend all my day today thinking about the beavers. I mean, I can't even go there. My brain just stopped for a I second. Big dub for me. Jason won because he thought about beaver all day long. So, uh, what's the biggest strength on Oregon State? I'm glad you asked, Shelby. Me too. Uh, <laughs> Shelby and I have Victor Wembenyama in the background out here playing like butt. Um, so... The offensive line for Oregon State is awesome. They've started six uh, different linemen. Um, four linemen have started all seven games. Uh, they rank second nationally in run blocking on pro football focus. Uh, Fuaga, their offensive lineman, is a complete freak. He's the number one overall lineman um, in the country, corner PFF, and rush blocking. Uh, Miller, Tanner Miller, is fifth overall in the conference. Uh, Jake Lowengood is seven. Josh Gray is fifteen. I mean, they're they're really really good. They have, um, uh, sorry, they have one, two, three, four, five guys, Shelby, in the top ten in the conference in run blocking. Yikes! Uh, Oregon State's offensive line, coached by my guy, Jim Mahalchuk, is uh, is awesome. 
And, you know, I don't know if you remember Jim Mahalchuk when he was at Arizona, Shelby. I do. Uh, one of the nicest dudes. Really glad uh, to see him doing well. Um, one of the best offensive line coaches in the country. There's some people that might think he's the best. Um, and I'm not knocking Brennan Carroll or anything like that. I just, I, you know, Mahalchuk is a really good dude. He was, uh, you know, very easy and affordable when he, affordable, approachable, easy and affordable. That's good. Uh, <laughs> approachable when he was here in Tucson. Everyone uh, absolutely loved him. But um, their offensive line uh, is just absolutely ridiculous. And that kind of opens up. Uh, everything as well. Um, so, you know, when, when you're talking about the strength of this team, we always talk about how it, it starts at the trenches. And for Oregon State, that offensive line is, is as good as it gets. I believe off the top of my head, because I didn't write this down, um, they've allowed five sacks all year. What? Yeah. So, again, Arizona. And, look, Oregon's offensive line is ridiculous. Washington's offensive line is ridiculous. And uh, throw in... Uh, Oregon State for having another ridiculous offensive line. Hmm. <laughs> I see. Um, offensively, the Beavers have a passing game this season. What has been the key? Yeah, and and I know that sounds silly that we're saying it, but they actually have. It, it's not a dominant passing game, but they have a passing game. And uh, DJ Uigalele, um, you know, fifteen hundred yards, fifteen touchdowns over the first seven games of the season. So here's your crazy stat. He has 1,573 yards, Shelby. Wow. It's nothing insane, right? Already, at this point in the season, he would have had more yards than any Oregon State quarterback last season. Holy cow. His 15 touchdown passes are one shy of the entire team's total last season. Hmm. Okay, so, I mean, I can't emphasize enough that um, they are averaging, you know, the the, the quarterback situation is fixed. And, and, and look... I don't think DJ is unstoppable or anything like that, right? Arizona has faced Caleb Williams. Arizona has faced Michael Penix. Arizona has faced Cam Ward. I don't know if Cam Ward is better um, than DJ or vice versa. They're probably relatively equal. Uh, I do feel confident in saying it is very clear that it was a Clemson issue with DJ. It wasn't a DJ issue. He, he did not do well at Clemson and I was a little bit skeptical when Oregon State added him because you look at what he did with Clemson and it was nothing right it, it just wasn't successful Oregon State has used him in a variety um, of ways and you know Oregon State is fourth in the conference this season averaging 6.9 uh, plays yards per play if the season ended today all right that is actually Oregon State school record in history for a single season, it's 6.94 yards. So this offense is as good as Oregon State has had in a long time. It is a full yard almost better than last year. So again, what's the difference? Well, it goes back to quarterback play. Last year, they averaged a little less than 13 yards per completion. This year, they're a little over 14, right? They have 249 yards per game overall, up from 199 and a half uh, a year ago. Last year, Shelby, they only had 1.2 touchdowns per interception. Uh, that's insane. That basically means for every touchdown, they threw a pick. <laughs> this year, it's 4-1. to one. So, you know, props to DJ Uigalele. And part of that also, I mean, Jonathan Smith uh, deserves a ton of credit for putting this offense in the best position. And again, like I said to start, it all goes back to the offensive line. It's a lot easy to be a successful quarterback when you're given plenty of time to throw. And then when the run game uh, opens everything up. I, I mean, the, the run game... 
for Oregon State is also, uh, you know, a- as good as it gets in the conference. Um, they, you know, they, they dominate. They open it up. They're averaging 5.46 per yards per carry, 13th in the entire country. That's more uh, than last year's 4.87. Uh, you know, they're, you know, they are perfect in the red zone. They're 25 for 25 touchdowns on 22 of them. There's only two other teams in the country that are perfect. That's South Alabama and Western Kentucky. So, um, the offense, even though it's different than, uh, USC and Washington and all that, and, you know, you can make an argument, whatever, um, that it's not as good or whatever. It is absolutely the, in terms of balance, the best offense that Arizona's faced. The Washington passing game and USC passing game are probably better, but the Oregon State run game will be probably maybe Utah's up there, but will be the best that that Arizona sees all season so far. All right. Um, We know of Oregon State's best receivers, but is there another player or two that we should learn about? Yeah, so, I mean, I could tell you about Silas Bolden and all that, and, and we know they're really good, but there's a guy... Um, that I think Arizona needs to be really careful about and how they approach Oregon State's. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Offense overall, Jack Velling uh, leads the nation for touchdowns and tight ends. He's got seven touchdowns. He only needs one more to break the school record for a tight end. He has five touchdowns over his last two games. Um, the only other player in recent memory to do that for Oregon State was Brandon Cooks in, uh, in 2013. He's a guy like... He may not even get 20 yards. He could literally have, you know, three catches and three touchdowns, and he only has 15 yards. Like, he's just, when they get in the red zone, he is a a complete matchup problem for the opposition. I'm very curious to see how Johnny Nansen handles that. Does he put in a guy like Jeremy Mercier, for instance, and say, look, wherever Belling goes, you go, et cetera? I don't know. Um, But what I do know is that, um, you take a look at him, and, and he's a guy where, yeah, Bolden and et cetera, they're going to get the attention. But uh, Velling, I mean, seven, we're talking five touchdowns over the last two games or whatever, um, seven touchdowns on the year. Uh, it, it's crazy. I think he only has like 150 yards on the season. So he basically, um, and I think he has like 14 catches. Half his catches are touchdowns, basically. I mean, it's it's insane. So he's a guy where if I'm an Arizona fan, he may not be getting the attention because his actual receiving numbers aren't crazy. Um, but he's a guy that can absolutely make Arizona pay in, in a big way. All right. Interesting. Uh, defensively, what stands out to you? Well, a couple things, Shelby. Um, you know, one player that I, I like on uh, their defense overall, and he has a great name, 
uh, as well, is Eason Mascarenas Arnold. Whoa. Yeah. Double figures in three of Oregon State's seven games this season when it comes to tackles. He's averaging nine tackles a game, second in the conference, 64 total tackles, uh, second in the conference. Oregon State has 22 sacks already this season. They only had 20 last season. Their 22 sacks are fifth most in the conference. Um, you know, something else that uh, I meant to say before, they are very dominant in the first quarter. They don't allow opening touchdowns um, at all, basically. And they score on their first drive most of the times. If you take the first and the third quarters, uh, Oregon State has outscored their opponents 116-43. to 43. So they, they dominate the, uh, the first and the third uh, quarter overall. So, you know, it, it's what stands out to me is, and, and we'll kind of tie this, and that's the next question, and we'll kind of tie it together, Shelby. <clears throat> Here's the next question. Uh, where can Arizona take advantage of the Beavers defensively? Yeah, so what's weird about Oregon State is their offensive line is awesome, right? And I know they have the sack numbers, but their defensive line really isn't very good. Um, at one of the end spots, you got Siono, Sione Lolahea. His tackling grade is atrocious. Um, you know, and then they have Isaac Hodgins. He's not a great tackler. Uh, you take a look at really their their defensive ends, um, their defensive line as, as a whole. Um, it's it's not great. You know, you take a look at, they have a guy by the name of Joe Golden who starts on the end. Uh, his defensive grade is poor. Um, you know, not a very good defender, not a very good tackler. Uh, against the run, their defense really struggles. So to answer your question, um, you know, it, it, it's against the run, Arizona's got to attack it. Like Calvin Hart, their starting linebacker, um, not a very good defender at all, especially in coverage. Teams try to get him in coverage lately. He's not very good, but um, what's weird is like their defensive line uh, against the run just just isn't it. Like I mentioned, Easton, I like him uh, a lot. Um, Siona Lilahea isn't terrible against the run; he's decent, but his tackling grade when you get him in space um, is is not good. If you can get him in space, um, their corners are okay. You know, Jaden Robinson is has been solid. Uh, Ryan Cooper has been solid, but not great tacklers. It's very similar to Washington State. And that, yeah, their coverage grades were solid, but you put them out into open space and they weren't great tacklers. I would expect Arizona to attack Oregon State in a similar fashion, get guys in one-on-one -on -one matchups and make them tackle because they're, they're just, they're not very good on it. And, and, and their run defense grade overall, I mean, they have plenty of guys like Calvin Hart, play significant snaps, uh, not very good against the run. James Rawls uh, has been awful against the run. Joe Golden is not good against the run. Akili Arnold, uh, safety, good in coverage, not good at tackling or against the run. And so you kind of go down the line, um, and, and that's what you get. Their their run defense has not been very good this season. And as I mentioned in, in yesterday's podcast or whatever it was, uh, you know, with Michael Wiley coming back, I'm very curious to see how Arizona – uses and divvies up the the carries you know is, is jonah coleman going to get 15 is this going to be a run oriented offense if it works you know it is you know it, it it strikes me as a game between two balanced offenses i don't see arizona coming out and throwing um but jetfish also isn't the type of coach to come out and run 60 times it's just not his style uh, but arizona 
needs to be able to get Oregon State in space and make Oregon State tackle because they haven't shown that they can do it really this season. And and, uh, and I think that's something that um, very similar to Washington State's defense. And also, you know, Oregon State's only loss this season is Washington State because they couldn't stop Washington State at all. Right. I mean, they just they, they could not do it. Uh, Washington State, that game finished with uh, 38 points. I'm looking up the yardage because it was something stupid. Um, and overall, I mean, like clearly Oregon State's a very good team. You know, right. Yeah, no one's going to say that, but they uh, they beat Oregon State 38 to 35 in that game. And I'm, I'm only looking up stats because I don't remember them. And uh, yeah, I don't memorize box score, Shelby. Uh, Kim Ward was 28 of 34 for 400 yards and four touchdowns. Washington State, who can't run in the slightest, ran for 100 yards. And yeah, it took 30 carries. But again, Washington State cannot run. Um, and so the fact that, that even they got three and a half yards per carry uh, is better than they got against most teams this season. Okay. Um, well, what are the keys to the game? Uh, this is going to be a game that for both teams really is very difficult to win if you don't play clean. Um, both teams are going to want to come out and control the clock. Oregon State does a nice job of controlling the clock. Um, they're going to want to come out and, and basically uh, try their hardest to um, keep Arizona's offense off the field. And, you know, part of that, again, is kind of what I, I just said. Uh, overall, um, you take a look at, at Oregon State and their defense overall, it, it's, it's not great, right? Um, you know, they average uh, 6.9 yards playing offense. They give up five. That doesn't sound like anything or deal, but... 31 to 28 has been um, their time of possession. Um, but again, like they, they want to keep that ball. Um, their run defense actually has been awful, but it kind of skewed um, a little bit, you know, statistically against some of the, the weaker opponents. So number one is, uh, you know, I might as well say it. number one is, is clock control. I, I think you want to control this clock and keep Oregon State, um, you know, kind of force the issue, so to speak. Um, if Arizona can build an early lead, uh, it puts Oregon State out of its element offensively. Oregon State is clearly in its element when it's running the ball and all that. Um, clean game. If you turn the ball over in this game, you're in trouble for either team. So clean game, that means less turnovers and penalties. Build an early lead. Again, this is a team, Oregon State, that doesn't allow touchdowns on first drives. Um, dominates the first quarter. If Arizona can get through the first quarter with the lead or whatever, um, you know, get that home field advantage going a little bit, um, you know, make Oregon State a little more one-dimensional than it wants to be. It wants to be run to open up the pass, see if maybe you can make them a, a pass first team and, uh, and kind of go from there. Interesting. Um, all right. We asked me this on the car, so I'm interested to hear your prediction. Well, you're going to go first. No, I'm not. Yeah, no, you are. I am not going first. Uh, I'm picking Arizona. <gasps> what? Yeah. I don't know if you know this, Shelby. I haven't missed a game all year. Uh, I'm not sure if you know that. Uh, just in case you didn't That's know that. That's because you are not backing the A every I, game. I back the correctness. Um, <laughs> uh, so I think that Oregon State at Oregon State would win this game. I would pick Oregon State to beat Arizona if it was at Oregon State. Uh, I'm not convinced Oregon State is as good of a team on the road. I think Arizona has heard for the last few weeks uh, that it can't, you know, different kind of offense, blah, blah, blah. I think the defense is good enough. 
Um, but the key to me is that I think Arizona is going to be able to control the clock and really run the ball on Oregon State. Uh, and I trust, I trust Arizona's big playability a little bit more. It is late at night. It is after dark. It is against two good offensive teams. It is going to be a weird-ass game. I would weird ass it, game. Yeah, I mean, I have no doubt in my mind. Not only that, it's Halloween weekend. Yeah. As close to Halloween as we can get. The, you know, the freaks are going to be out. People are going to be in costume at the game. I know it's a stripe out. Like, isn't it red and white or yeah, something? Whatever. No, it's doing that in the student section. They're going to wear costumes. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be rowdy. I, I am picking Arizona 30 to 27. Ooh, close yeah. game. It's going to be close. I was going to also go... You were gonna close. go one fifty to forty. I think I was gonna. Well, I was I was accurate for the last game because I picked that Arizona would win by numerous touchdowns. Um, I would be very surprised if that happened at this game. I do think it will be close. Arizona notoriously uh, just doesn't like to play the first quarter of the football games this year. They have um, had slow starts, so that's a little bit nerve wracking for me considering how Oregon State starts, but I'm going to go 27-24. There you have it, folks. There we go. Both of us think it's going to be a three-point game. We'll find out. Thank you. Saturday. Saturday night. Uh, Arizona Stadium. Be there. Be square. Rob Gilmer's on the call, so make sure you go to the game. And also, hopefully, the Pac-12 referees are uh, no, not going to be so bad. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find they out. Bear down. Bear down. Shelby is mad at me. She just crumbled up 48 jokes about beavers. Shelby, hit him with one. <clears throat> what do you call a lazy beaver? What, Shelby? A beaver that doesn't give a damn. Hey, yo. I got one. Okay. What do you call an animal without a conference? Mm, Oregon State? An Oregon State beaver. <laughs>